your skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. I mean, if you are a skeleton, your soul is understood. Oh, folks, I don't know if you can hear this. But this is the dulcet tones of my sobriety just like leaving the house. I, uh. Dulcet. I had been saying for months that I was gonna be sober until I get my weed job, and I just. <coughs> I gave up. I gave up, folks, because that's the American dream right there. Listen, I read this article that said millennials are killing jobs. <laughs> they don't want to work in jobs anymore. That's fantastic. Mm hmm. I want to support that economy. The the trading economy? I just subscribed to that on YouTube, by the way. I subscribed to, um, like, people living in small houses. Like, those people live in containers or, like, cabins in the woods or, like, a Tokyo apartment. No, but there's, like, no Wi-Fi. Like, you have to... You have <laughs> yes, there is. No, there's no Wi-Fi in Alaska. Yes, you have to write. It. No, you have to stop write down it. internet searches on a piece of paper and then put them in the mail. And then someone will mail back to you the Google results. <laughs> You know, just printed out pages. Yeah, that's what it is. That's and, like, that's you how Alaska is. What you want to click, and you, you put it back in the mail. <laughs> that's exactly right. And then in three to six weeks, you get your search back. That's actually how internet was created <laughs> in like the 1700s. That's it. Actually, that they called the it mail. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Shit. They have the internet. It's just old internet. Oh, folks, I have here with me on the day of my reckoning. You're this, laughing at me, but I just... This, this started so dark. I think... I think sobriety for sobriety's sake is cool if you're pursuing that. But I think specifically because you were sober for a J-O-B. And you're now saying, you know, like the J-O-B is just another T-H-A-N-G. So, like, in that in that respect... That was Thang, by the way. Yeah, in that I respect, got that. Okay, cool. In that respect, I think that's fine. I think it's totally fine. This is lots of pasta. This is episode. Oh, wow. fucking, We're doing this right now. This is fucking episode 50, <laughs> 55? That's a lot. It's a big episode. Oh, dude, I had a half an hour of fucking conversation with someone before uh, we got into the first story. That's no, I didn't say you did this now. <laughs> like, like you waited too long. I'm just. <laughs> You just hate that I just gave up on the conversation and shifted completely <laughs> you over. Just, you just completely care on I need to get people... Right. I don't want to cut all of this. And I, and I want people to be interested in all the episodes. Not just the episodes they're on. This not is, just the episodes. You're listening to Lots of Pasta <laughs> on WNPR. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you could get picked up by WMPR. I don't. I don't think so at all. Oh my god! Um, You're tickled. I'm tickled. I'm a little tickled. Yeah. Is it the? It's the white tickler. <laughs> yeah. I told him. I, I told him what I was bought, and it, it's called white something, and I couldn't white think anything. of what the strain is called. Yeah. So we're calling it the white tickler. Which I think is funny because I was sitting here five minutes before this. Mm-hmm. With the first stage of the high and yeah. me not being giggly and me yeah. being like, oh, is this a giggly or is this going to be like an emotional one? Or like, am I going to look inside myself? It's a giggly one. I'm glad. It. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Um, I had a I had a preview sampling last night 
and I just I played Friday the 13th with my stepbrother and he just fucking giggled the entire time <laughs> so I'm like running around and I'm like hello dad and creeping <laughs> into people's windows and shit yeah. and he's just crying he's never seen anything about the game he's like holy shit like <laughs> you're just killing random people yeah well the first question he technically had was like People get off to this, don't they? It's like people have like power mm. trips playing as Jason, and they're like actually screaming and probably, shit. Probably, <laughs> probably. Like Oni just released a video of like a really creepy dude playing <laughs> as Jason one day. Now, okay, this is my question. This is philosophical, political. Do you think that guy that was really creepy on Friday the Thirteenth? Do you think he was venting steam? from the same creepiness he would have exhibited in real life or was he you know losing the importance of like being that creepy in real life I think he was more of the second where it was just like he was trying to be creepy like acting wise and it was just really shitty (laughs) (laughs) so this guy's so this guy is like playing as Jason and he's just like come here I'm oh. coming to kill you. Like he's alone. And he's been alone yes. for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Those guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean like that that, that shit is hilarious. I've <laughs> I, I was telling I was telling uh my stepbrother yesterday, like, no, I usually play with one of I would say my extremes I played with is like thirty five year old Kentucky mom <laughs> of like two. <laughs> I swear I've played with her like every fucking week, dude. She she is just like, well, I don't know what I'm doing here. But I'm just, Jason, get away from me! And, and she, like I'm, I shit you not. The other extreme is like an eight year old yeah. to the point where I've been like, do your parents know that yeah. you're playing this? And he'll be like, no. He'll just be like. You should probably tell your mom that you're playing your older brother's game. And he's just like, okay. He like runs out. <laughs> They're both from and, Kentucky. And he comes, back and, and he comes back and he's just like, all right, I checked with my mom and she said, she said it's okay. And I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, don't you, That's him. don't you dare. That's him. Don't you, oh, <gasps> someone's asking. Stags is a good guy. No, he's like a college dude from like Ohio or something. This, this eight-year-old's fucking <laughs> Xbox was uh, I love animals one, two, three. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was fucking crying. I was fucking crying. So, so here I am. Uh, do- the doctor. People just call me doctor. It's not like I, I don't get off to it, but I am a Doctor Who fan. Okay. And my, and my uh, Xbox, for all the people out there who want to listen to Captain Death, play shitty games on the Xbox and have an Xbox and want to play with me, fucking play Friday the 13th with me. <laughs> Frowns McFoohoo has it too. You'll fucking play with us. Um, we, we're, we're running around trying to protect this fucking eight-year-old and it's just me fucking screaming, animals, no. Animals, <laughs> animals, animals, get away from him. No, don't. No, don't kill the eight-year-old. Don't kill... He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> like, trying to plead with Jason. <laughs> and, like, half the time they'd be like, seriously, kid? It's like, I, I could fucking kill you right now. And he's just, like, running around in fucking circles and, like, right in front of you. And, like, Jason hasn't moved in, like, five minutes. 
He's literally just trying to talk to this eight-year-old. It's it's been a it's been that. quite a ride. So yeah, Django Phillips. <laughs> this is probably the silliest we've ever been. Yeah, on one this, of your episodes. This is, this is we an indication only got of what's high the once. On Twice. Monday. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the, I was like just, first first two or three episodes. You didn't. You did. You weren't smoking the first two or three episodes. Yeah. Or like you, you were just smoking? I don't think you smoked until the Deep Sea Diver episode, which was 30-something. That seems like a lot. You weren't smoking for uh, Uncle Jerry's. Oh. You, had not, you were still doing yep. the J-O-B. Yep, the J-O-B. So you weren't smoking the for like your first four episodes. Yeah. So, and, and we weren't smoking yeah, yeah, last yeah. time. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, but dude, I just I just finished editing forty four, which was the one where we talk about that fucked up painting. Mm-hmm. I think we were smoking for that one. Probably. Um, that episode was fucking scary, dude. That's cool. I edited it at like four o'clock in the morning, and I'm just like, I don't get creeped out very easily, folks. But I'm sitting here in my basement alone, in a creaky fucking house. Air. The last, like, seven people that have been here is, like, they're, like, this house is a lot noisier than usual. And I'm just, like, shit, dude, don't tell me that. Yeah, so this is definitely the most giggly we've been. And I'm glad because the attention span doesn't really need to be here today. (laughs) We're doing some more forest, uh, like, camping-related spookos. For you spookos? today, spookos, spookos, spookos. You can make your breakfast cereal. Spooky spookos, spooky spookos, frosted spooky oh, spookos. Oh shit! Yeah, we um, ah, uh, we have been partaking. There's a beanie in the every devil's box. lettuce, and we're gonna read some. You know, we're we're gonna get to search and rescue. Okay, we're gonna get to search and rescue cool. today. With how we left things on your last episode, like things have developed. I thought you just found more stairs. Yeah, but they, like, explained it. Oh, man. They Did were they? explaining, like, the shit that happens when Did you, they? like, step on. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Some crazy stuff has been going on. It's going to come back to you. Can, we'll get there. Can we do 30 minutes of science real quick? <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. think we can afford the time. No, 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 no. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. 30 minutes? I, yeah, I know. If we can't take 30 minutes, we'll take 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I don't. 30 seconds of science. If you smoke... And then drink, you get less drunk than usual. But if you drink and then smoke, you get more high than usual. Is <laughs> it <laughs> reading rainbow? No, that's the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Great. <laughs> that was really accurate. Um, I don't know if I feel that way. I agreed with the... If you smoke after drinking, mm-hmm. I do agree with it becomes more of a high than it becomes a drink. Yeah. But I don't think smoking and then drinking also carries as like a high. Like a, I think that one's more drunk. Okay. Which I don't believe is what you said. No, that's true. I said less drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the minute you start drinking... You're like immediately more drunk. Yeah, I, mean, I would say you literally have to stop drinking to smoke. It definitely feels like high. that. 
one of them nullifies the other. Oh, I see what you're saying. In my opinion. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I, so, you know. so what are you saying right now? Would you say you're more drunk or more high? I am. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> no, I'm asking you. I'm right. Com- okay. Several separate questions. From, Several questions. Separate from the science. Oh, God. I don't know. Um, you know, I could probably ride a bicycle right now. So I would say more high. That's a really good, like, measure of hand, like, to see how high you are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could ride a bicycle high or drunk, honestly. I think I could ride a bicycle high. It just sounds challenging. It does sound challenging. But it also sounds like something I've done it before. I actually think I did it, like, two months ago. That's what I'm saying. I think it would be, like, muscle memory. Your high brain would, like, go, like, oh, and you're... But then there would be those moments of clarity, and you're just like, wait, what am I doing? Yeah, it's true. I'm on a bike. Just those, like... Shit. No, I got it. (laughs) It quickly weighs off. The minute minute your anxiety is over, you just dip right back into the high. High mind just zones out. Which is more being, like, a machine and just letting it happen. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We're high, folks. I just, just... So many people liked that episode. I'm dude. so glad because I, I, when we <laughs> so were, so many people have come over and just been like, I listened to that one. And I'm just letting you know it was fucking nuts. <laughs> like literally, when and they, I, they mainly hated guts. <laughs> okay, all right. That's what precurses the conversation, gotcha. which is like I really couldn't listen to guts. Right, and then it was just like, oh, and by but the way, Dogscape was good. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I God, I, I seriously, as we were recording that episode, that was the most pissed off at a story I've ever been. Because I feel like the story was trying to hurt me at the end, in terms of like boredom and length. Jesus, I felt so like I want to be done with Dogscape. Mm. That I was, I was, I was like sitting here, and it was like, for the people at home, obviously, Captain Death edits a lot of these episodes down, so there's a lot. Yeah, cut. Dogscape ran us like two hours. Two hours, and it was like an hour and forty minutes, and, and I, I was here down to like one twenty. Yeah. Still long, still super long, very long. There but I was, a lot of I was here at one forty, and I like wanted to kill you and like punch your laptop because I was so upset. I'm that so we were, sorry. <laughs> that we were so. The fact that apparently you went through this process and then became awesome for listeners, I think, is the most important part. I oh, I awesome. loved Dogscape. I think it's so cool. I'm just saying, as a, you just hated reading it. As as a reader, it was horrible. I so regretted like mentioning it to you. So I'm glad. So I am glad that people. Well, like I it. knew you would. I knew you would. Yeah. You brought it up for like five episodes, and yeah. then I was like, "We'll get to it." Oh, and by the way, dog scared. And then we did. I loved reading it. I, that, that's cool. And that's, that's <laughs> and you, you. Okay, so here's here's a conversation I'm gonna cut that we need to have. Okay, which is, don't let it get that way. <laughs> if, you, if you ever want to go, just be like, "Hey, man, can we finish this another day?" I'll, we have like a twelve week backlog. You could always come back and finish another day. I wasn't angry about. The, the podcast tracking on. Like, I would sit here with you for six hours. That'd be fine. It was literally just that single story. I felt like... You just didn't want to dogscape. After the ninth log entry? Yeah. I was like, why are there so many log entries? There were like he, 16. He crashes on a, on a planet. It's all dogs. That's basically the whole story. That's, you can that do is it. not the story. You can do it too. That shows how little you were listening. <laughs> that's not the fucking story. That's the, that's it's exactly. not a guy crashing onto a planet. It's a guy who lived on a planet and okay. through generations. Through, okay. It Fair was enough. present day society today, right. now. Right. But in the next two years, they fucked up a dogs. mutagenic dog yeah. connects to every other dog and takes over the fucking planet. Yeah, you're right. But it is an Earth. 
but it's, it's a, not Earth. It's a byproduct of Earth. Yeah. But someone does not get into a spaceship. <laughs> that is an alien. That is an alien in, like, chapter, in, like, log 11. Oh, is it really? It's it's an alien saying, we have picked up the communications coming from Earth, and the planet does not look anything like what, what their message has oh, said. Oh, I wish I had not been high and pissed for that. I'm so sorry, Because dude. that would have made the story... Go back and listen to yeah, Darkscape. Yeah, I'm going to go back and listen to Darkscape. I swear, it's a completely <laughs> different experience listening to it. On the it other side. Than it is reading I'm it. so looking forward to it. That's cool. Uh. Oh my god, guys, I'm so sorry. We're recording an episode and we're just ruminating. It's okay. I can cut that down. They're not going to have 24. Minutes. Yeah, no. they're not going to have 24 minutes. I feel, you know, me and Scutch from Wilkes-Barre, we talked for the first, I would say, 40 minutes. Yeah. About Game of Thrones. Hmm. Did you start watching the new season? I'm, I've, oh, dude, caught, I caught, I caught the okay. leak. I oh. caught the leak a week ago oh, of episode twenty six. Okay, or episode six of the season, and it's just like we're on episode two. We're all avid show watchers. Okay, like detail. We talk about it. We read like AV Club's expert review, and we talk about it and shit. Okay, we talked for forty fucking minutes about Game of Thrones. It's and then fucking minutes, man. We read two stories, and then talked for a half an hour about it and the power of fear. <laughs> that's a, that's it's nice, gonna though. be a crazy fucking episode. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That might be. We, we talk about Game of Thrones in the style of a medieval horror. Yeah, and trying to say that like a lot of the stuff about the show is horrifying. Okay, has horror elements like zombies it and does. monsters. True. So we bring it in that Witches. way, yes. and then we we close with like a half hour conversation about how children manifest their fear and why it is going to be an insane fucking movie. Okay. And we were whiskey drunk. That was the conversation. Uh, I mean, you, uh, that format might work. That might be something. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be the it's it's going to be the weirdest episode we'll ever have. Yeah. Cool. Because it's literally like sitting here and getting drunk with us on a couch. Right. That's exactly what it sounds like. <sighs> instead of us being high. Instead of us her. being high and, like, actually enjoying these stories. Right. We have a very critical eye for our creepypasta. We do. We On do. our episodes, it just seems that we, like, it's more like we're winos, you know? Like, we're, we're, we're adept with understanding the taste and the flavor mm. of these creepypastas. We are. We're, we're creepypasta connoisseurs. Yes, we yeah. are. That's, How yeah. are the legs with this pasta? What is the nose? Do you <laughs> yeah. get fig, apricot, blackberry? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with other people, it's like <laughs> long spoopy spoopos, ranging from your frowns McBoohoo's to your Terry the Ticklers. Like, all that's a very <laughs> wide spectrum of all the people that are just in it for the lulls. They're all spoopy spoopos. <laughs> Hey, so yeah, with that in mind, that's uh-huh. actually a really great segue, segue to this first story because I don't think it's serious at all, and I would be really surprised if this came out to be something actually scary. I think I've read this, and I think you should hold on to your seat. Great. <laughs> so I'm going to read this first one. It's from Unsettling Stories. It's just a short little ditty that I feel like sums up all of our episodes. Some more than others. Mm -hmm. Anything forest related. Anything search and rescue related. It's called Stop Being Such Babies from Unsettling Stories. (laughs) There's nothing scary about the woods. (laughs) Sorry, guys. 
Or should I say, sorry kids, I get it. Y'all saw Blair Witch Project or read some shitty creepypasta bullshit online and suddenly some of the most beautiful places in the world are havens for demons or zombies or whatever garbage is lining the pockets of writers these days. But guess what? It's all your imagination. Look, I remember being a kid. My mind would go all over the place. Ghosts, goblins, aliens, blah, 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 blah. You know what happened, though? I hit 13. I saw the real world. Here's why I'm so irritated about all this, Ooh, I'm too scared to go into the woods now, bullshit. I live near a state park. There are quite a few local businesses that used to thrive because of the high number of hikers, picnickers, and day trippers during the spring, summer, and fall. But over the last couple years, perfectly coinciding with those idiot kids one-upping each other to cry about how scared they are, these businesses have lost a ton of money. Yes, I own one of them. An ice cream stand. It's taking a turn. It's taking a turn. I think this is the turn. I can see the trend starting, too. (laughs) Pasty white, black-clad preteens on vacation with their parents would whine about being too frightened to go on a mile-long hike along a pristine trail just because there were spooky trees around. Right there, spooky. All while shuffling ice cream into their soft faces. I thought back to what my father would have done if I complained about being too much of a baby to walk around outside for an afternoon. The only ice cream he'd have bought would have been for me to put on my black eye. It's domestic violence. Abuse. That's taken its its turn. We're in the turn right now. (laughs) So I've lost money because of this shit. My buddies lost money too. Spouses divorced each other. Kids ended up not being able to go to college if they wanted to. And the local economy, aside from the revenue from skiers in the winter, went to hell. It's all because of those little assholes who think fragile bleeding and cowering and fear is more desirable than strength and resilience. I weep for the future. My ice cream stand. Shut up, Xbox. I need to, I need to turn this shit off. No, I think you just leave it off. <laughs> shit. <clears throat> My ice cream stand is supposed to reopen on March 1st. Already, though, I can tell it's going to be a brutal season. The pervasiveness of those online stories about creepy things in the woods and oh my god, I can't believe what I found in this diary while I was hiking (laughs) has just grown and grown. When I look through the comments on the ridiculous websites that showcase that trash, I see adults adults saying how terrified they are to even go in their own backyards because they think some skinny guy in a suit or a troll monster is going to possess them or something. Never once have the authors of that garbage thought about how their recklessness is destroying small businesses. Before my wife died, I used to be able to look out from my back porch and see families hiking through the woods, kids skipping stones across the ponds, and dads teaching their sons or daughters how to safely build a fire using sticks. Now there's just the timeless woods and a devastated economy. The childish dopes succeeded in scaring themselves away from nature, and they're screwed up the livelihoods of real people in the process. Thankfully, every now and then a family will walk by the house and do the things I used to see before, all that I'm too scared horse shit. The other day, for the first time in nearly three years, a young couple braved the melting snow and mud and set up a tent right on the outskirts of my property. Do you know how happy it made me to finally see some people who weren't afraid of ghosts or haunted woods? I must have stayed in that tent until the sun came up enjoying their warm young meat. There's the turn. 
did we 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 thought surf was coming. And we were like, no, no turn. Straight road. And then it was like, surf! And then we... The woman... The woman died instantly, but her husband, or boyfriend or whatever, remained alive for hours. The only benefit of such a low population of hikers nowadays is that not a single person heard him screaming as he watched me eat the most tender morsels of his partner before I unleashed my appetite on him. Another bonus. They were in a tent. I just had to wrap it around them and drag them back to my house. No fuss, no fuss. <clears throat> After all my complaining, I have to admit, finding two people who were brave enough to go out into the woods helped me feel better. It showed me they didn't follow trends and did their own thing, just like in the old days. It doesn't entirely make up for the lost wages and the harm to our local economy, but it's still something. That knowledge, plus a freezer full of meat that'll last me through the spring, helps warm my cynical heart. <laughs> the title was wrong. You should keep being babies. That was. The you should keep point. being babies. What a twist! That's the twist. Oh, what a twist! <laughs> that was the twist. Oh, shit, he fucking ate him, man. <laughs> God damn it! You really that surprised by that one? Uh, yeah. I don't think that was a twist. I didn't. I didn't think what I remembered as the twist was not that. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I just, I thought I was going to like that one a lot more than I did. <laughs> well, you got um, through it. That's good. Do you think you could read that? Yes. Little logs and shit? Yes. <laughs> You're very enthusiastic. I can. Do you want to read the uh, date entries? Like, sure. just the, the date? Sure. Trees of eyes. More <laughs> like trees <laughs> of eyes. <laughs> Come on, it was right there. <laughs> you were with me. I was like, you need to come up with something witty. I thought you were going to do it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Trees of pies. Obviously. You can take a hit of that. No, you're, you're, that's fine. That's you. You're good. Oh, this one's called Trees of Pies. It's also from Unsettling Stories. These guys are great. Um, I bought these few pages at a local trader's tent for the equivalent of 25 cents. It was the only thing there written in English. I don't know what any of it means, but the fact that it names the missing explorers and ruined village is troubling. June 29th, 2016. Let this be a journal of our last moments. I know we won't make it out. June 30th, 2016. They took Jane last night. This morning, the trees have our eyes. All the trees. Every knot hole, every space, every interstice is stuffed with her eyes. Two eyes copied in thousands. I don't know how. Nothing makes sense. But they're staring at us. We're being watched. They follow each one of our movements as if they didn't already know what was going to happen. July 1st, 2016. The plants are choking us. Oh, the plants are choking us. Each step is harder, and we're stopping every 15 minutes to rest. Art's leg injury is worse. I won't even attempt to remove the fused plastic and metal of the phone from his hip and thigh. We can smell the wound putrefying. There's no disputing he'll die if we don't get him medical attention soon. That's a laughable fantasy at this point, though. We're countless miles away from anyone. No villages, no doctors, no anyone. Just unforgiving jungle. I can hear Art weeping as we walk. July 2nd, 2016. I saw one of them in the river. It didn't notice us. It was gulping down thousands upon thousands of gallons of water. 
Where I kept it inside, its skinny body was beyond me. All of this is beyond me. I'm covered in bites from mosquitoes and spiders. I have a pressure wound beginning to form on my shoulder from propping up art as we walk. Animals are starting to get a scent, and I've shooed away carrion birds who land while he tries to sleep. I was lucky enough to kill one this morning. We can eat. July 3rd, 2016. We can't go anywhere today. Art is immobile. I see something wriggling under the skin of his wound. I think it might be a botfly larva, but I'm not sure. It's something. The remains of the phone are beginning to fall off as infected skin sloughs away. It's clear the burns are down to his hip and his femur. He mutters as he sits there. I don't know if he can see me. July 4th, 2016. I woke up to the sight of one of them near Art. I didn't move. I couldn't even if I wanted to. As I watched, it traced its flaccid fingertips over Art's legs. They fell into the leaves. I gasped, and it turned around to face me. We stared at each other for a little while, and then it turned back to my friend. It picked the legs up and held them under its arm, near the leg stalks, and walked away. Art was crying. There was no blood coming from the wounds. I could see the muscle and the tendons and the cross-section of his femur, along with the pink marrow inside. The part with the melted phone was yellow and green with a reservoir of fluid beneath. Nothing dripped down. The wounds had been invisibly cauterized. He is still dying. July 5th, 2016. They took Art last night. His brown eyes have joined Jane's blue ones in the trees. All the trees now. They all watch. July 6th, 2016. There were six of them in the widest part of the river I passed, gorging themselves with water. The area of the river behind them had slowed to a trickle. I'm not worried about them seeing me anymore. They know I'm here. I saw the first village since the three of us departed. It's amazing to think just a week ago we were three. The village was transformed. Stone huts were covered in living, moving tissue, muscle and veins. The sound of something being inflated was filling the air as I went by. I didn't spend the time to look. From the remainder of the map I have, it looks like I'm still a couple days from the nearest trading post. July 7th, 2016. All eyes. No trees. Trunks of eyes, branches of eyes, leaves of eyes. Nothing but eyes. Dry rivers. <laughs> that one was nuts, so. What the fuck was that? About? <laughs> that one was nuts, so. That was super nuts, so. That did not like lead you in smoothly. No, that was, that was like it hit the ground running. That there. was like the trees have ice and there's people in the river. Yeah, and drinking too much water. <laughs> it's not healthy. Um, that one what was were you imagining? Sick. I don't know. What were you imagining? I have no idea. There were so many like weird like mixings of things. I didn't get okay. I didn't get if there was. I'm sorry, I didn't get the fucking relationship between the, the eyes that fucking went in the trees, went in like every knot hole and like branch or whatever. Yeah. And then there was a phone that melted to a guy's leg. So that was pretty fucking crazy. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went to a village and it was covered in muscle. Yeah. Okay. And then he died because he could not run the thing or whatever. Also, there were also creatures in some kind of And there were creatures in the river. Running around. And they were fucking drinking a lot. That doesn't make any sense. It was nuts. That was nuts, though. It was nuts. That's good, though. I felt like, um... I was just imagining, like, a really weird kind of horror movie. Almost. It like was a, a dog's game. Almost like a Green Inferno, Cannibal Holocaust kind of thing. It obviously took place in a different corner of the world. Part of me is even thinking like Apocalypse Now kind of shit, mm. you know? 
Were the eyes not just eyes? No, the eyes were fucking eyes. Okay. The eyes were definitely eyes. There okay. were creatures. It's implying that there were creatures living in that part of the world that, like, their ecosystem live like it killed the people living there and it did stuff with their body parts yeah it's almost like night of the triffids kind of the invasion of the body snatchers you know i in some kind of vein that's at least that's the vibe i got so it's just it's just weird it's just weird fair enough time to rate it let's do it uh for this creepy pasta i'm gonna give it three pastas out of five we like fucking are we like the fucking game informer we've done this for every story in every episode we always rate them out of our one to five pastas you, you're not, making this shit no, up as not. we speak no I'm not we always rate our what's your rating for this listen listen <laughs> we've I've listened to all of our episodes we've never done that I'm I'm too high to deal with your fucking fictional bullshit fair enough fair enough I'm way too gullible right now. Yeah. Don't make me feel like I've been too high to remember what's doing that. I wouldn't. Three pastas (laughs) out of five. Stop being like IGN. (laughs) We're not reviewers. (laughs) We're high. We're readers. (laughs) Do you really care to judge it on like a critical scale? (laughs) Yeah, I probably would give it a three out of five. We didn't need to go there. <laughs> oh, shit. This next one is from Reddit No Sleep, and I um, I really like the, uh, the catch line. This line got me when I read it. It's a little on, long. On Reddit. Um, I mean, I'm just going to sum it down to yeah. I found a diary while I was hiking in New Hampshire. That's a way better title. If it no, was just that. That's how I think our No Sleeps should work. I think it should just be the first sentence. Oh, really? Because most of them are paragraphs to try and, like, get people to click on it. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. This one is our no sleep that begins with, I found a diary while I was hiking in New Hampshire. I have to admit I'm thoroughly creeped out by what was written inside. The diary was from a while ago. 21 years, according to the dates. It was sealed really well in plastic wrap and stuff in a watertight bag. If I hadn't hit the thing with my shovel during digging a hole to take a dump, I never would have found it. I wish that would have been the case because I can't stop thinking about the stuff I read. I'm only going to share the fucked up parts, but all of it I'm leaving out is the lady talking about how she and her husband were spending the month camping and having a good time. There. I just saved you five pages. Here's where it got weird. July 2nd. 1994. Well, if you're going to do that, you got to do both. 7 a.m. Last night, James and I got woken up by a ridiculously bright flash of lightning. There was no thunder either. James said it must have been heat lightning. He's probably right because it was disgustingly hot and muggy all day, and once the sun went down, it got even more humid. We eventually got back to sleep, and this morning, the air seems a little less like a wet sponge. We're hoping to do 12 miles today. I also like that it's raining right now. That's that pretty nice. very nice. That's a, that's a nice. You can hear thunder though. rumbling where we're sitting and reading. It's very thematic. It'll there's probably. A, it's a nice aesthetic, right? Yeah, now. it is nice. It'll probably come back. July 2nd, 1994, 8 p.m. 
I don't even want to write this down because it's so gross. James asked that I do it anyway so we'll remember to report what we saw once we get to a ranger station. Like I could forget something like this. Anyway, here. All day, while we walked, we saw animals. Deer, birds, raccoons, squirrels, chipmunks, and a black bear. It's pretty par for the course out here. But when we went off the path for a little bit because well, James was staring at my ass for the last hour when we walked, and I guess he got some ideas, we were stopped by the sight of something awful about 100 feet off the path. Well, many somethings. Strewn across a wide area that I estimated to be a couple thousand feet were miscarried animals. They were all at different stages of development. It was horrible. July 3rd, 1994. 2.45 a.m. I'm not able to sleep after the events of yesterday. James, of course, is snoring like a buzzsaw despite the big flashlight lighting the tent up. What the hell could have caused something like that to happen? I've heard about animals going to find a safe place to die when they're sick or old, but I'll be damned if something like that, something like what we saw, is in any way normal. The heat lightning just happened again. This time, it was three flashes clustered together within a couple seconds. No thunder. Fuck, that's creepy. James is mad that I just kicked him to wake up and tell him about it. Sorry, hon. July 3rd, 7.30 a.m. I got to sleep for about an hour after the lightning. Thank God we brought some good coffee to brew over the fire. We're going to do 10 miles, although it might be a little less because the map says we're getting into a pretty hilly area. Good for the glutes. July 3rd, 9.15 p.m. Pretty good walk today. We're both going to be sore tomorrow, though. <laughs> yeah, both good to be They weren't just walking. <laughs> the map does They were fucking! The map does a decent <laughs> enough job telling us where the hills are going to be, but it's a shitty at indicating how steep they are. On the bright side, and I never thought it would be at this point in my life where this sentence would make sense, we didn't see any more fields full of animal fetuses. We... <laughs> July 4th, 6.10 a.m. My dickhead husband smuggled some fireworks in his pack and decided to wake me up by setting them off right outside the tent while screaming, Happy 4th of July! Of course, he was naked as he did all this, and he was presenting himself to me through the tent flap while holding a sparkler in each hand. I've come to the conclusion that I love a sense of humor between 8 a.m. and midnight, and anything from 12.01 a.m. to 7.59 a.m. makes me want to choke him. Waking up to explosions and his dick and balls was not quite how I envisioned our mornings together. Take away the explosions part, though, and I'm pretty okay with it. It looks like it's going to rain today. The clouds are low in the sky, and it's pretty breezy. Gusty, too. The rain gear we bought before we started our hike kept us dry through the storms last week, though, so I'm not too bummed out about it. July 4th, 6.30 p.m. No rain while we walked... James shot a rabbit an hour ago, and he's about to skin it and get it ready for the fire. He's making me learn how to do it, too. It's pretty much the last thing I want to do, but there's no reason why he should have to be stuck with the job every time we want to eat some cute forest critter. Okay. Here we go. July 4th, 7.30 p.m. I just finished throwing up. As soon as James started working on the rabbit, we saw how sick it must have been while it was alive. 
Again, I'm only going into detail so we can report it at the ranger station. But for fuck's sake, James, if I have to learn how to skin a rabbit, you can learn how to write clear, descriptive sentences. It's a fight for another day. Under its fur, the rabbit was absolutely covered in what looked like big whitehead zits. They were under a lot of pressure, too, because when James poked one with the tip of his knife, it burst and flung grayish-white pus like ten feet and onto the tip of my shoe. Cue me throwing up for a half an hour while he apologized and tried not to laugh. We still have a good amount of beef jerky and stuff in the food pack, so it's not like we're going to go too hungry, but it would have been nice to have something a little different. The rain finally started, and we're stuck in the tent. And here's the lightning again. It's flashing over and over and over. Sometimes it's a few quick bursts. Others it's just single ones that last upwards of four or five seconds. It's those long ones that scare the shit out of me. I've never seen lightning like that before. James keeps telling me it's unusual, but it's unheard of, especially at this time of the year. It appears to be tapering off a little now, and I'm pretty glad it coincided with the rain this time. I guess it really just is plain lightning. James is a pretty reassuring guy. Early bedtime. July 5th, 10.10am. I'm freaking out because James is trying hard not to freak out. We've been up since 6, and when we opened the tent, the ground outside was covered in dead birds, dead bats, and dead bugs. And I mean covered. I guess we didn't hear them hitting the ground because of the rain that started up again while we slept, but we still have no explanation as to why they're all fucking dead. That's not the worst part, though. They're all covered with those zit things, like the rabbit. We decided to cut the trip short and get the fuck out of here. The map says there's a ranger station about 40 miles to our west, and James said we can get there by tomorrow afternoon if we really move. Both of us are at the point where really moving sounds like a great plan. July 6th, 12.30 a.m. We walk fast and we walk far. The whole way we saw dead animals. They weren't as tightly clustered together as they were around our tent, but we still saw a lot. I remember walking under a tree where the ground was littered with dead wasps. And when I looked up, there was a huge nest with nothing flying around it. The forest is almost silent, too. No birds, only insects. And even their sounds are few and far between. I never realized how omnipresent their din was until it was nearly gone. Fuck. Just a minute ago, the first live deer we've seen all day walked into the lit area around our tent. It stared at us for a while in the outskirts of where the light fell, and when it turned around, I saw a dead fawn hanging halfway out of her body. As the deer trotted away, the fawn slid out and hit the ground with a wet thump, still connected to its mother by a tangle of afterbirth that stretched until it, too, slid out a few feet later. Fuck everything. Good luck trying to sleep tonight, Mel. Okay, something just happened while we were sleeping, and I am freaking the fuck out, and I can barely breathe, and I don't know what to do other than just write it down and try to make it make sense. The lightning came and just stayed. Like the whole forest was lit up. James and I tried to convince each other it was just the weather, but it stayed lit for a whole minute. And then two. And I begged James not to go outside, but he unzipped the tent and went out. I panicked, and I didn't want to be alone, so I followed him, and the entire sky, not just one area where lightning might be, was white. Like brighter than the sun at noon. It hurt my eyes really bad to look at it, and James was squinting hard too. I squeezed my eyes shut to recover a little, and when I reopened them, he was gone. I ran around and looked and didn't see him until I turned back around, and he was right there again, staring at the sky. Except, he was wrong. He didn't answer me when I screamed his name. He didn't even blink. 
and I could see bumps starting to form in his neck and his face. The light was so, so bright. I pushed James to try and get his attention, and when I did, the area under his shirt where I got pushed got soaked with something. I know, I know what it was, but I couldn't look. I couldn't. I can't. He is still outside and he's not moving, just standing and staring at the terribly bright sky. His pupils are gone and that's all that's left is the blue and the white. He's different. He's wrong. His skin is getting worse and I'm fucking terrified. Little bumps are popping up in my hands while I write this and they're coming to a head now and one of them just broke open and that's my blood on the page. I know the wetness I feel in my thighs is blood too. Blood signaling the end of what I've been waiting to tell James on her anniversary next week. I keep thinking about the dead fawn sliding out of its mother. I'm going to wrap this journal up in a bag and run the direction of the ranger station. I don't know what else to do. I'll leave it under a tree or in some safe spot right off the trail so someone can find it if something happens to me on the way. This page is soaked through now. I have to go before I get worse, before James gets worse. The light is so bright. And that's what was in the diary. As soon as I read it and typed out what was inside, I mailed it to the CDC because I have no fucking idea what was wrong with that lady and her husband and I sure as hell don't want to catch anything. The last page she wrote on was disgusting. I wish I'd been wearing gloves when I touched it. It was encrusted with dried stuff, probably that pus she wrote about, and it smelled awful. I washed up real good and left a note for the CDC guys to be careful with it, and I'm pretty reluctant to go back in those woods again, but I'm just being stupid. I bet the whole thing was a prank by some high school assholes and I'm gonna waste time. <sighs> that was just too much. I bet the whole thing was a prank by some high school assholes and I'm going to waste the time of some pretty important guys when they get what I mailed over. Still, I'm more than a little creeped out. Everything that lady wrote about is just so far-fetched. But I still wonder. I wonder because I vaguely remember hearing about some massive animal die-off back in the part of the state in the mid-90s. It was probably something else, though. It had to be. I, I like the idea of animals being just like... I, I don't know. I don't know how to think about that. Was it like a disease or was it like I loved it alien fucking loved it I thought it was radiation I thought radiation. it was radiation yeah like natural like from the sun or from the no like I from... thought it was like a nuclear accident oh shit and like this like secret secret nuclear place and that was like the la- the large flash was like the nuclear emissions continually happening and then the the symptoms of like the you know abortion and the um that's very true yeah the yeah. the pus the boils sacks and whatever yeah you know? yeah that's not so that was not so I I think that was my favorite I don't know if it's just because I'm high because I am high I don't I think that was my favorite story we've ever read in this podcast <laughs> I love when we say that I but like a lot of people say that on a lot of episodes yeah and I'm glad we say that because we. <laughs> We know enough about these stories now. You know, we're 50-some episodes yeah. in. We're able to critically judge these. And I'm always... I always like it when someone's just like, that was the fucking... That was the cream of the crop That was great. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome that you felt that way. Yeah. 
No, I definitely the, thought it was cool. The first time, first time while reading, when she was describing the fact that she miscarried, that that was the first time I like fell through the story ever while reading. Yeah, and I wasn't like I was like literally surprised by this. It was great. That's great. I think it's about that time <gasps> to get to some search and rescue stories. From, us from the U.S. Oh, forest, US. <laughs> from yeah, us forest sense. service makes more sense. I need to try this. Nineteen eleven cider. It's a god. Search and rescue stories. Um, yeah, we're we've done this on the end of I would say like two thirds of your episodes. Uh-huh. There are just some we don't get to them because uh-huh. of theme and whatnot, like the um Slender Man and the game special. Uh-huh. You know. They're just, they weren't relevant for some episodes, so we're coming back to it now, though. And we did read some last time, and we were talking about it. Um, we had Strawberry Shortcake here, and we read some of these to end that episode. And he wasn't really, like, acquainted with the material. Right. But he caught up really quickly. He did. He asked a lot of very important he questions. He asked some important questions about some like, stairs. Do it. Yep. But yeah, <laughs> about, yeah. Some stairs. about some he asked, stairs. He asked very important questions about yeah. the stairs. Yeah. And um, I, w- I told you before we started recording, like, developments have been made. Apparently. In the narrative. You don't remember. Nope. So I'm hoping we, you could start this off. I oh, hope, God. I hope, I hope we get to some. Um, just, you know. Okay. Was, that was the intro. Great. We're starting the search and rescues. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. <laughs> okay. 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 When I started out as a rookie, no one had told me a lot about the job in terms of weird things that could happen. I'm assuming this was largely to prevent me from freaking out and abandoning the park. But a few months into my service, when I was still a rookie, a friend and I were drunk at a party and he opened up a bit. Yeah, it can get a little crazy out there, I guess. I think the worst are uh, the ones where people die and they just shouldn't, you know? Or when we find them dead, like 10 minutes after someone says a song last. Oh, we find my passman switchback, I swear. That short shit. Like, take this guy who I found one spring out on a really popular trail. Someone comes into VC freaking about some guy who's lying in the middle of a path in this giant pool of blood. So we run out there, and we find this guy is dead as a doornail. Which he absolutely should be, because the back of his head is like mashed potatoes. The skull is decimated. Brains are leaking out like custard filling. The guy's so old, you have to figure, yeah, he probably fell on his head. Old people fall all the time, it's no big deal. Except that this area where he fell doesn't have any big rocks. There's not even, like, stumps or big branches. And on top of that, there's no blood trail. So he clearly died where he dropped. Now that's when you turn to murder, but there were people just out of line of sight with the guy. If someone came up behind him and murdered him, there's no way someone wouldn't have heard. And again, even if someone had, like, there'd be a blood trail or splatter all over the place. But everyone in the scene said it looked exactly like he'd fallen and smashed his head on a rock. So what the fuck did he hit his head on? And then there was this lady I found in a different park about five years ago, back when I was upstate. We found her in the middle of a stand of big junipers, curled around the trunk like she was hugging it. So we pick her up to move her, and a fucking waterfall comes out of her mouth, splashes all over my shoes. Her clothes are dry, and her hair is dry, but the amount of water in her lungs or stomach was phenomenal. Unreal, man. Coroner's report says the cause of death was drowning. Her lungs were completely full of water. This, even though we're in the middle of the high desert and there isn't a body of water for miles. No puddles or nothing. No signs of anyone else being out there. 
I mean, yeah, it's possible they were murdered, but why go out of the way to do it like that? Why not just stab him and be done with it? I don't know. It just sits weird with me. Now, of course, that freaked me out a little, but we were wasted, and I guess it sort of wrote it off as a fluke. I also assume there was exaggeration there, since, you know, we were wasted. That was a fun one. I liked the dude bro conversation. The, the dude bro conversation. Was man, good. this fucking job. This fucking job. Fucking job. This Yo, fucking job. Yo, you say one old, old. Dude. You know, you know how weird things like that can be explained. Someone somewhere in the nearby vicinity stepped on a fucking stairs. That's what I mean. That's why this series got to the next level last time. They basically say. Whenever anyone goes on the stairs, weird shit around the stairs fucking okay. happens to people. All right. People show up dead in weird ways. That. It do, it either does something to the person who's walking on the stairs, or it does something to the area. I was gonna say, as an aside, that second story, I feel like the guy based that on like a MythBusters episode. Mm-hmm. There was that one where they found a guy in a tree. Or it's like an Urban Legends episode, whatever. They found a guy in a tree, and he's like in the Nevada desert, and he's got like scuba gear on. And people are like, what the fuck? And he like was scuba diving in a pond like 60 miles away, and a fire plane, like a forest fire plane, scooped up all the water in the pond, scooped him up in the envelope, and then like over the fire, like dropped him. And he fucking, in the scuba gear, landed in the thing. So I feel like... That woman who was hugging the tree and she was totally dry, but then they opened her lungs and like waterfall came out. Fucking, that was the inspiration. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. Congratulations. <laughs> How many points is that? Next log. How many points is that? Now I don't like talking about this next case very much. It was an awful one that I've done my best to forget about, but of course that's easier said than done. This happened about six months after the conversation with my friend at the bar, and up until this point I hadn't had a lot of really weird shit go down. A few things here and there, and of course the stairs, but it's amazingly easy to get used to stuff like that when it's treated as if it's normal. This case was a little different. A guy with Down syndrome in his 20s went missing after his family lost sight of him on a major path. That was odd in and of itself, because this guy never left his mom's side. She was absolutely convinced he'd been kidnapped, and unfortunately, a ranger who isn't with the park anymore insinuated that no one was going to kidnap someone, well, with that kind of disability. Not very tactful to say the least. We wasted a lot of time trying to calm her down enough to get information about him and then we put out an official missing persons call because of the urgency of the situation, him mostly being unable to function alone, we had local police come in and help us. We didn't find him the first night, which was heartbreaking. None of us wanted to think of him being alone out there. We assumed he just kept wandering and was staying ahead of us. We brought out Helis the next day, and they spotted him in a little canyon. I helped bring him back up, but he was in bad shape, and I think we all knew he wasn't going to make it. He'd fallen and broken his spine, and couldn't feel his lower half. 
He'd also broken both his legs, one at the femur, and he'd lost a lot of blood. He was confused and scared, and while he was alone, he so he'd probably exacerbated the injuries by dragging himself a little ways. I know it sounds awful, but while I was riding in the copter with him, I asked him why he wandered off. I just wanted something to tell his mother to let her know it wasn't her fault because he was fading fast and I didn't think she'd get to ask him. He was crying and he said something about how the little sad boy had wanted him to come play. He said the little boy wanted to trade so he could go home. Then he closed his eyes And when he woke up again, he was in the canyon. I'm not sure that's exactly what he said, but it was what I thought the gist of it was. He kept crying, asking where his mommy was, and I held his hand and tried my best to keep him calm. It was cold out there. He kept saying that. It was cold out there. My legs were frozen. It was cold out there. It's cold in me. He was getting even weaker, so eventually stopped talking, and he closed his eyes for a while. Then, when we were about five minutes from the hospital, he looked right at me with those big tears running down his face, and he said, Mama won't see me no more. Love, Mama. Wish she was here. And he closed his eyes, and he just never woke up. It was horrible, and I don't like talking about it. That case was one of the first ones that really rattled me badly. Because of how badly it affected me, I reached out to the senior ranger who ended up helping me through it. And as time went on and we got to know each other better, he ended up sharing one of his own stories with me and it was disturbing. But it helped to know that I wasn't the only one affected by things going out there. I think this must have happened before you got here, because I think if it had happened while you were here, you'd have remembered it. I don't know, it didn't end up in the news for some reason, but I think most people who would have been here long enough to know about it. The park sold off a portion of the land to a logging company, and it was a really controversial thing, but it wasn't that large or or old of a plot, and it was right after the recession, so we needed cash bad. Anyway, they were felling this plot of land, and we got a call that we need to get our supervisors out. Right away. I don't know why, but they ended up sending me and a few other guys along with the heads, I guess, for power and numbers to see what was up. We get there, and all the guys are crowded around a tree that just cut down. They're all pissed off and freaking out, and the foreman comes over and says he wants to know what we think we're up to. What the hell do you think this is? Some kind of sick joke? You got a lot of fucking nerve pulling this shit. We bought this land fair and square. Well, we don't know what the hell he's talking about, so he brings us over to this felled tree and points at it and tells us that they cut it down. It was just like this, and they'll be damned if they put it there. The inside of the tree was all rotted out and hollow in one spot, and when they'd cut it down, it had exposed that chamber, and inside it is a hand. Like a perfectly severed hand. And it looks like it's actually fused with the inside of the tree. Well, now we think 
they're pulling a joke, so we tell them that we don't like being fucked with, and we start to leave, but they tell us they've already called the cops and that they'll go right to the media if we don't stick around. Well, that gets the head's attention, so they stick around and talk to the police about it. Everyone is denying that they've put the hand in there, and besides, how would anyone ever have done it? It's clearly a real hand, but it's not mummified or skeletal, it's brand new, probably not even a day old, and it's definitely fused with the wood, you can see that it's coming right out of it. The loggers, they insist that they didn't put it there. Somehow this fresh human hand ended up fused to the inside of a living tree. The cops have them cut up that section of a tree in a movable chunk. Then they take the hand away and the area is closed off. There was a pretty big investigation, but I know they didn't find any answers. Now it's become this legend and as far as I know, we haven't sold any more property for logging. Come get your tree hands. <laughs> tree hands here. Except when we sold it to that Christmas tree company. <laughs> uh, that'd be good I love how he just doesn't he doesn't explain anything in his stories um he's like this is what happened well there was a hand in a tree you can't say no one that does. though beep you can't say that though beep I didn't like that it was like man I was there for this retarded kid's death and then my guy next to me tried cheering me up with this shitty story about a hand in a tree. Yeah. The two don't that compare. That was weird. The two don't compare. I didn't get the framing of I it. I didn't see, yeah. Like, I didn't just split those the stories in two. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, that's two different logs. Just, why did that happen? <laughs> My buddy tried to clean me up. He's like, can we get away from the house music for a second? I want to tell you the story about this hand in a tree. Yeah. You know your retard that died? You know your retard that died? <laughs> and, and he was talking about, you know, his legs being broken and shit? Well... Let's one time I found a tree in my head. I found a hand in a tree. I found a hand in a tree. I'm so high, by the way. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of it, I was just like, guys, we're all just the hand in the tree. <laughs> That's just life, man. Anyway, I don't, I don't talk to my buddy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the end. <laughs> Next log. As you all know, I went to a training seminar recently and heard some amazing and horrible things there. One of the guys I talked to while I was there told me a story when we were all around the campfire one night. We were both pretty drunk. You'll see a pattern here. And we were swapping stories. He told me this one. Me and another guy were out in a field search because some campers reported screaming noises at night. So we head out there to look for whatever fucking mountain lion has wandered in the area. And I'm pissed. We had three of them show up in the camping area that year alone. And I'm tired as hell of constantly having to deal with them. Plus, I just don't like them anyway. They're pain in the ass, and they're loud, and they scare the shit out of me. Fucking cats. Piece of shit. I'm groaning about it to the guy I'm with, and he thinks it's a real fucking riot. So we're seeing all these broken branches and what looks like dens, and we're pretty sure we know where this thing is. I call in, and they tell me to confirm if possible, which you know just means they want you to step in a big pile of shit and use that as proof. I'm not seeing any, though. So basically just tell them to shove it, I'm done. I mean, that damn thing's out there somewhere, even if I'm not stepping in its shit or inside its mouth or whatever. Guy I'm with wanders off to take a piss or whatever, and I sit behind watching this little burrow under a tree to see if maybe a fox or something is living in it, because I love foxes, man. They're cute as hell. <laughs> but anyway, I'm watching this tree. I hear branches crackling, and it's coming from the direction my partner went opposite of. Now I've got my pistol, 
but you and I both know it's not going to do shit against a cat. I cock it and holler for my partner to get his dumb ass back, but he's too far and he can't hear me. I stand up, and I get my sights on when this thing is approaching, and I shit you not, man, I just about peed myself. This guy is coming towards me, and he's backflipping through the fucking woods. Like, instead of walking, he's doing these crazy fucking backflips, and I swear to God he cleared every fucking log and bush in his path. It's like he knew right where he was going. I yell at the guy to stop right where he is, then I'm pointing a gun at him, but he keeps coming, and I just fucking kind of fucking lost it. I shot at the ground in front of him, and it was a dumb fucking thing to do, but I didn't want this guy anywhere near me. And when I fired, he was about 30 yards from me, and as soon as the gun goes off, he rolls around and goes off, backflipping into the woods. My partner hears my gun go off, and he runs back, and he asks, what's up? And tell him there's some fucking weir out here, hopped up on God knows what, and we need to get the hell out of Dodge. I let the cops know what happened, and I didn't get in trouble for firing, but man, I, I don't know what that motherfucker was on, but I've never seen anything like that before. Shit was absolutely butt-fuck crazy. I think we can agree that there's stuff going on out here in the woods. And while I'm not going to spout off about what it could be, or offer any theories, what I want people to take away from all this is that it's so damn important to be safe when you're out there. I know a lot of you think you're invincible, but the fact is that you can die out there, or be hurt, or go missing. It's easier than you'd ever imagine. Bitches. I really liked the... I liked the idea of a guy backflipping and doing all this crazy shit in the woods. Like, hardcore parkour, just like a dude in, yeah. like, complete urban. And then as soon as you shoot at him, he's like, oh, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> what was really stupid is that they didn't, like, describe the guy in any way. You could still tell what a guy backflipping is, like, wearing. You should be able to say, like, he was what naked. Is, yeah. Or, like, he was wearing purple You pants. have to go one way or yeah. the other because yeah, that's a good in point. my head I just see hardcore parkour guys, like, that's in, like, London like one of those yeah. plucked out of London and thrown in the woods, which just sounds stupid. I don't, for sure. For sure, the guy's naked for me, and he's wearing. He has a mustache, and he's a little. <laughs> That's bit, what the guy in your mind. Looks yeah, like. he's a little French. And I would like to think it was like a completely hairless, naked dude. Oh no! Like with a smile on his face or something. Like that would be creepy. Absolutely. I just, I just think it's like a tourist. He was very good at backflipping. Like maybe he was in the Olympics, and this is like his off time. Just thinking of that is hilarious. So and then he didn't. He truly didn't understand the local customs because he thought it would be acceptable to backflip up the guy with a gun. And the guy was like pew, and he was like, oh god, all right, shit, I'm sorry. Shit, this next one is long. I don't even know, but I'm gonna do this one. This is gonna be the last story. Search and rescue log. One of the topics that I get asked about a lot here and in real life involve things like the rake, the wendigo, and other related legends. We, uh, we've read stuff about the rake. We have not went anything about the, uh, wendigo. Wendigo? Yeah. But the what? wendigo is, um... It's a fast food restaurant. If you've played, yeah. If you've played, uh, Until Dawn. Pretty sure those oh, are... Oh, those are wendigos. Pretty sure those are wendigos. Yeah, for reals. Okay, then I got it. I'm with it. Someone who died out in the wilderness and had to survive by cannibalistic intentions. Yep. Which is crazy. <sighs> You've heard the old adage that legends like that come from somewhere, and I'm sure that's true, but as you all know, I do try to take things with a grain of salt. You have to out here. It's sort of like working in a hospital, I'd imagine. You could spend all day thinking about how many people have died there, and how there are probably ghosts, or whatever you want to call them, all over the place, but it doesn't do you any good. It just makes it harder for you to do your job. 
I think a lot of us feel that way, and that's why we try to just go about our work life like everything is fine. Once you get paranoid, there's not really any going back, and a lot of the cadets quit because of it. My park especially seems to have a high turnover rate because the cadets graduate and get so freaked out about everything, and they can't seem to let it go. You have to learn to internalize things and shut off. Just for the record, we never talked about this, but I would never work in a fucking forest. No. I would never work no. for a fucking parkour. I played Firewatch. That shit was terrible. I haven't played Firewatch. You fall in love and then there's a forest fire. I think I'm going to watch that's that it. after you leave. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch that and play through Firewatch. Because it's like the fourth time we've talked about it and it's just pretty relevant. So I, I see the word Wendigo in the next paragraph. And uh, do you want a dad joke for Wendigo? Great. What did EB40, E40 say to the cannibal in the woods? E40? E40. Who's E40? He's a Bay Area rapper. Great. What, what, what did E40 say to the Wendigo? Say to the cannibal in the woods. No, the cannibal in the woods. Tell me when to go. If you don't know his music, that joke is not going to make any sense. I don't know the fucking. I want for the for, for the one so person left here. for the one person listening who loves that joke. I want to say thank you. I actually know. <laughs> I know. A, I know a very specific person who sometimes listens that would definitely get that. Joke. <laughs> it's a bad joke. I He's know. like a six foot tall Jewish kid that just does, does nothing but listen to rap. That's it. That's me in spirit. <laughs> oh, shit. I've talked to KD a bit about her experience because I wanted to know what she thought about the Wendigo. She didn't really have anything in particular to say about it aside from that she didn't want to think about it that much, but she told me a friend of hers had had something similar happen. I contacted this person, H, over Skype, and they agreed to talk to me a bit. They're aware of my work here, and they're fine with me posting the story exactly as they wrote it. I grew up in central Oregon, and there's a reservation called Warm Springs, about two or so hours from where I lived. I only mention that because a lot of people in my area have friends there, and a lot of the land in that area belongs to that tribe. When I was a kid, we used to go camping there. Not in the res, of course, but in the area. And I met a lot of kids who grew up there, I got to know one kid really well. His name was Nolan, and we ended up hanging out a lot when our families were in the area. Our folks got to know each other, so we'd all get in touch and camp out around the same time. We'd camp for about two weeks, so we were out there for a long time. I asked him if he camped in an RV. Yeah, my dad had one, so I guess it wasn't really camping, but we'd take our tents and stuff and set them up out away from camp most nights. I didn't like sleeping in there because I liked being outside. So anyway, sorry, one year Nolan and I were out there. I think we must have been like 12 or so. We wanted to go out and camp near the river because we wanted to try night fishing. I think we must have been about a third of a mile from the main camp far enough away that we couldn't hear or see anyone else. I remember that. We were messing around most of the day. I don't really remember much about it, but we ended up building a fire at some point, and I was really impressed because he had this flint or something that he used to start it. I'd never seen anyone do that before, so I thought it was pretty cool. 
I got him to teach me how to do it, and we lit some stuff on fire, which, looking back, was really stupid, because it was in the middle of the fucking summer, and if I remember right, the fire warning was either at yellow or orange, but thankfully, we didn't start anything major, and when it got dark, we sat around and talked about whatever it was that 12-year-olds talk about. I don't really remember. What I do remember is that at some point, he looked over my shoulder at the river and asked me if I could see something. The way our camp was set up, we were about 10 feet from the river, and we were at the widest point, so it was probably about 20 feet to the other bank. It gets hot up there in the summer, but the water is still cold, which is important. I look over my shoulder and I see something wading into the river on the other side. From where we were, it looked like a deer, but we couldn't really tell because of the fire. I got up to look closer, and I saw a pair of antlers so I figured it was a buck, but I thought it was weird that it was wading into the water, and it was definitely headed for us, and I asked Nolan what he thought we should do. He's looking at the fire with this weird expression, and he tells me to sit down and shut up, so I do, because I'd never see him act that way before. He's whispering at me to ignore it and to just keep talking like we were, but I couldn't think of anything to say. He was saying something about an episode of some show, but I could hear the deer coming through the water, so I wasn't really paying any attention, and I kept trying to see over his shoulder, but every time I did, he'd sort of hit me on the arm and make me look at him. I wasn't really scared, I, I remember. I was just sort of confused, but then I hear the deer come out of the water, and I could kind of make out what it looked like, and I realized it wasn't a deer because whatever it was was walking on two legs. I guess I, I started to get up. I was super freaked out, but Nolan just yanked me back down and talked louder about his television show, and I could tell he was just as scared as I was, probably even more. He leaned in and poked the fire with a stick, and he whispered that whatever I do, I can't speak to it. I could see it come closer, and it stood right behind Nolan's back. I, I was about to pee my pants, but I think I'd probably have run if I'd been alone. I didn't want to leave Nolan, so I kept sitting really still and sneaking glances at it. It wasn't that tall, but the way it carried itself was just wrong, like its centers of balance was screwed up. I can't really describe it, but it was kind of like it kept shifting too far forward. It just stood there behind Nolan for a long time, and eventually Nolan ran out of things to say, and we just kind of sat there for a second. The fire was making noise, but I thought I could hear this thing talking in a really low voice. I couldn't hear what it was saying, and I leaned forward a tiny little bit, and I actually did pee my pants when I leaned forward, too. I couldn't see its face, but I saw its eyes. They were cloudy and milky, and if you and if you want to know what they looked like, find that scene from Lord of the Rings where Frodo falls in the lake and all the dead people are floating towards him. That's what its eyes looked like. So all that I saw were these two white eyes floating above Nolan's head, and the really vague shape of the antlers coming out of its head. I, I don't know what my face looked like, but at exactly the same time, Nolan and I fucking booked it out of there and we ran non-stop until we got back to the main camp. My pants were soaked with piss, so I took them off as we were running and threw them in the bushes. We both stopped once we were in front of my dad's RV and we couldn't see anything chasing us, so we stood there and caught our breath. 
I asked him what that thing was, but he said he didn't know. He said his grandpa had only warned him that if anything ever came up to him when he was out in the desert, he was never ever supposed to talk to or listen to it if it had anything to say. I wanted to know if he'd heard it talking too, and he said that the only thing he'd been able to understand was help you. I think we ended up sleeping in the RV with my parents, and the next night we went back out and didn't see anything. Well, shit. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was, but I didn't like it. All I can think of now with help you is, can I help you? <laughs> like, it was just like a possessed retail worker. <laughs> can I help you guys find anything? Can I help you guys find something? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Uh, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> hey, what can I what can I get started for welcome, you? Welcome to the edge of the river. You hey, guys well, find you guys finding sticks and welcome fire. To helpies, welcome to helpies. You guys can, I, <laughs> can we interest you in a slamming slamming jamming milkshake? Milkshake combo? Fajitas. We have our new blamin' slamming f- steak vaginas. Steak vaginas. I'm really I really like those. That was a little much <laughs> for, for my taste not like creepiness but just like shit they just went full monster with yeah shit they out, did out of nowhere they did they never really go full monster they don't they usually hold it back yeah it was weird yeah it was weird I definitely give that last story a two and a half pastas <laughs> out of five out of five out of five I don't know I'm, I'm disappointed we didn't have any stairs there were no stairs. It's true. They were, they were cool. They vaguely mentioned. I, you know, there were cool surrogates for stairs, though. Dude. If you didn't get your stair fix, you got your backflip fix and your Wendigo fix. Tell me Wendigo. And, and you know. We only have four more. Hi. We only have four more. Hey. <laughs> we'll have to get Strawberry Shortcake to come over yeah, and we help do. us finish them. We do. Yeah. Either him or a bunch of baby ducks, because he would really love to... He loves he loves the search and rescue ones. What do you want to leave your viewers with this week? Some good, some good koosh. Because let me tell you, folks. You always good koosh? Yeah. That's I all I wish right now. I wish the viewers, you know, listening, had, had a good time getting high listening to the stories. And I yep. hope that, uh, you know, we were able to service them this week. Yeah. To this... this yeah, I think we serviced them. We were both a little high. <laughs> but I think, you know, at the end of the day, we got the job done. We serviced them. I think so. Yeah. We, Cause, we cause get paid last, $20 you know, on our first tips. The first thing I ask is always, can I help you? Yeah. Can I help you guys? Yeah. How can I help you tonight? <laughs> As I'm already kneeling. How can I help you guys? That's what I ask. I ask, can I help you tonight? How can I help you guys tonight? He's leaning forward a little bit and he's yeah. shaking his arms as if they're like antlers no. on the top of his head. No, there's... No. Oh, no, he's jerking yeah. them off. Yeah, there's two dudes jerking off. Yeah, I'm, I'm jerking <laughs> off two dudes. That's, and then I ask, can I help you? He's in, like, a group cocky right now, and he's just, like... <laughs> yeah. That's how being high is for you, reading the story? No, that's, that's, that's how we service our viewers. Aw. Don't sell us out like that. <laughs> that's how we service our male viewers. God damn it. Explains right. frowns a little bit, doesn't it? Right? Shit. Right? Popular <laughs> podcast. Oh, how about you? How did you feel about the episode? Is there anything you want to say before we close? Um, one of the paragraphs in uh, 
that one story about those people came into the woods and all the things in the back of their hands and they were like filled with pus, that one paragraph really freaked me out. I think we already kind of touched upon that right after the story. But that one paragraph really scared the shit out of me because that was like reading a women's perspective, which I don't get to do. And then I also had a miscarriage in the same in the same paragraph. And I was so you not feel like you that. lived it and you were uncomfortable? I was like, I just felt like the misdirection in that paragraph was awesome. Because I really thought they were talking about the, the pus-filled bubbles in the back of your hand. And then she was like, blood was leaking out. And I was like, oh, there's blood in the pus. And then, I was, and then she was like, blood was leaking out, soaked in my From pants. a bunch of places. And I was like, oh, fuck. Shit. Shit. So that was good. So those woods were fucked. Yeah, those woods were fucked. And I don't remember if he said where he was. Ohio? He bought it for 25 cents. That's all you know. That's all I remember. That's all you need to know. That's it. No, that was that was the tree's eyes story. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Those are two different stories. Those are two different stories. I don't want to complain. <laughs> That's too. okay. I don't want to... That's okay. Everything yeah. we kind of read in this episode kind of falls under the same vein of like... A lot of camping. Yeah. A lot of apocalyptic logs and stories. Yeah. You have the most variety out of anyone, though. Surprisingly. I like it. I like the log stories. Because they're at least a believable framework for putting these stories online. The stories were like, this just happened to me five seconds ago. A, com- uh, a demon invaded my computer, and now I have to write to you on Reddit. <laughs> like, those stories are not as believable. Just as a framework. But we still have people to read those kinds of stories on yeah, this podcast. That's true. So... You know, I'm fine with whatever. Yeah. How'd you feel? Good. Is this a good episode? Woo! <laughs> this is a barn burner. <laughs> no, I like this one a lot. This is great. Uh, yeah. All right. You are listening to Lots of Boston, the only podcast that jerks you off. <laughs> I am Ken Mazuki. Yeah. And I am Troy MacArthur. Here signing off of lots of hand jobs. <laughs> lots of hand jobs. <laughs> lots of services. God anyway, damn it. Good night. We don't. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like it. We don't jerk <laughs> off our listeners. <laughs> what, what do you think of one big services? Nine.